Great. Awesome. Hello, everyone. And uh, welcome to my chat with Claudette. It is so cool to see you again, Claudette. Um, thank you so much you, eh? for... It's been a long while. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for agreeing just for a, for a quick chat. Um, just so everyone knows how awesome Claudette is, I want to just read credentials. All right. Um, she is a psychologist in a private practice and has been practicing for over 20 years. And um, Trish and I have got to know her over the years and she's helped us through some stuff and she's helped many other people in our church. She is a unashamedly Christian psychologist and she has plenty uh, training in various things, coaching programs, Cognit, brain training, and currently is a functional uh, medicine health coach candidate. Um, she's got a heart mass certified coach, which is also an international stress management program that she's done. So she's, she's got a lot of credentials behind her. She's helped a lot of people in our church. She's helped us a lot. And um, I wanted to have a little chat with her and, and share this with you guys because um, we're living in, a, in, in crazy stressful times at the moment um, in terms of just the economic pressures that are on us, the relational pressures, the lockdown pressures. There's so many things going on and obviously mental health and emotional well-being is being tested on every front. Mm -hmm. I know I've felt like I've been on a bit of a roller coaster over the last couple of months. Um, it's not only economic and lockdown pressures, but there's also so many other tensions in our nation yeah. at the moment. So many political tensions and, um, and things that are, are causing us just to, to isolate and to withdraw and to become opinionated and to become angry and all of these things. And, and so the result is that, you know, we're, we're not actually in a good space, a lot of us emotionally and, and mentally. And so I'm hoping that this little chat will just encourage you and maybe give you some practicals on um, some things that you can kind of just take note of with regards to yourself. If you're, if you're like me, I, I don't know what's going on in, in me <laughs> until I have conversations <laughs> like this. I'm, I'm typically, I, I suffer with anxiety or depression or something. And it takes me a couple of days to realize I am anxious or angry or depressed mm -hmm. and there's quite a disconnect. I think it's, I know I won't say it's a male thing because not all men are like this, but, but it's, it's definitely a lot of us are like this. Um, and um, yeah, so I'm hoping this is going to uh, just um, encourage you all and give you some tips and some guidance going forward. So Claudette, I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. just like first up off the bat, yep. lockdown, Corona, this whole thing, what have you seen as a psychologist from, from your perspective, what's, what's changed? What are you noticing? What are, yeah, what's coming out at the moment for you? And, and maybe can you just give us some, some language around what's happening? Um, yeah, I think that um, with a lot of the people that I work with and I've seen um, just on a professional level, but also um, just from observation of what's happening around um, it's very evident that people are struggling, struggling to cope uh, with the many changes and all of the varying um, things that are happening around them in the environment. Um, yeah. So, yes, stress is very high. Um, there is, yes, a lot of depression um, yeah. and a lot of anxiety. Um, sadly, um, there have um, been some um, known suicide attempts as well. 
Um, wow. Okay. And some, yeah, some unfortunately um, successful ones, which has been quite sad to hear of. That's terrible. Um, yeah. Yes. So people are really, really struggling. And I think it's a reality. Um, mm. And it's, it's definitely across the board um, in all spheres um, within and without the church context as well. Um, it's definitely. Wow. Different. So you. So you're seeing that on the ground. I mean, I know as yeah. a pastor, I'm hearing a lot of it as well. And, um, and, and it is serious. I mean, I just heard of someone who jumped out the window and tried to take their mm -hmm. life. They weren't successful. They actually survived, which was great. But that was just, you know, like two weeks ago. Um, and that was like economic pressures, so much pressure on them. Um, and, and I, I was just reading this quote, I was, I, COVID, um, and I want to share it with you. It says, COVID lockdown is the world's biggest psychological experiment. Um, I think that was released by the, the WHO, I think, the World Health Organization. And you would agree with that at the moment? Um, I, I think, you know, maybe if we, I, I would to some extent, I think if we, if we take a step back, I think what we don't yeah. realize as human beings is that unconsciously, which means without realizing it, we live yeah. our lives on a daily level um, with some kind of predictability. We, we don't realize this, but we do. Yeah. So like when you get in the car in the morning and you, you just get in, you, you kind of assume unconsciously that you can predict that you're going to get in your car, you're going to be able to drive to drop start. off your kids at school. Yeah. Yes, your car's going to start. You're going to drive on the road. You're going to drive on the left-hand yeah. side of the road. You're going to go in this direction. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're going to be stopping at a, at a stop street or um, a set of robots. And you're going to go on a certain path. And you're going to either drop off your kids at school or you're going to get to work. And then you're going to get in your car and you're going to, you're going to come back home. So we, we all kind of um, engage in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. On, on this unconscious basis that we can kind of predict how our life is going to go. And yeah. it gives us a certain degree of um, that predictability gives us a certain degree of trust in the world. Yeah. Um, and it makes us feel secure and it makes us feel kind of like we're in control of our lives. And we do that all the time. Yeah. You know, we do that all the time. Like when you go to the shops, you, you kind of predict that you will get what you need, you'll pay your money and then you'll leave, you know, um, and then yeah. suddenly something like this happens where um, everything changes. And then there's so many yeah. unknowns um, and there's so many questions about our well-being, our health. Um, and these are, these are threatening unknowns because they threaten sure. our safety. Um, they threaten our well-being. Um, and not just, not just our physical well-being and our physical safety in terms of our health, but they're threatening mm. people's financial stability they're threatening people's um well-being in terms of their home um their children's mm. well-being in terms of their safety at home and as a parent like decisions that you have to make about how you protect your children and how you protect your family so there's so many things people are facing in terms of this like loss of unpredictability which they yeah. mean, like loss of trust and loss of security and loss of control um, and with very, very little answers and with so much information yeah. that's changing all the time and so many unknowns, um, yeah. I think it's, it's really difficult. So when you hear a quote like that, that says it's a psychological experiment, it's almost yes. like, you know, this whole, um, we, we kind of going through this experience and learning about how to deal with it at the same time, because nobody at the same has, time. The, yeah. has the information. 
you know, so sure. there's, no, there's no place that can tell you, um, okay, if you don't know how to cope with this, go here. You know, like gotcha. all of a sudden, if you're driving on the left-hand side of the road and then you see a car coming down at you, like this is what you're supposed to do, you know, to control that situation. And I suppose um, the anxiety is there and the loss of control is there, but very little coping mechanisms of how, what you do about it. How do we then solve it? Yeah. yeah. I think it kind of like all went out the window. We, we all bought into like the three-week lockdown and we were like all pretty amped about it. People were, you know, you know, running around their gardens and doing physical exercise inside. It was all very novel. And it was all like, oh, Zoom meetings. This is cool. This is different. And, and, and then the lockdown didn't end. <laughs> and, and there still actually is no end in sight. Um, and, you know, kids go to school and now suddenly they're all coming back home again. And, and then you said all these questions of like, okay, can I let my kids go to this thing or, or to that thing? Or can these people come around to, you know? And so there's all these, these new um, dynamics that we have to work with. But you're saying that really it's all coming down to a loss of predictability about life. It's, and, and that's causing the anxiety and the depression. And, and these, are, these are like, they're threatening our security, physical, Absolutely. everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, um, I mean, and, and how do you feel like the, the whole um, uh, relational, uh, I'm just interested to hear from your side, like, you know, we, we are relational creatures and we love to mm -hmm. connect. And I mean, one thing that I've found is um, doing like Zoom sermons, I mean, uh, or preaching like, you know, to the camera it was novel at first, but now I'm, I'm detesting it, you know, because there's no interaction with the audience mm. anymore. It's like, I'm just looking at the camera and the camera doesn't laugh at my jokes. It, uh, you know, it, never, it doesn't do anything you know, to it, no matter how hard I preach. Um, and so, and, and I'm just like, I miss that, that physical mm. interaction and that crowd interaction. And I mean, how important is that for us as human beings? And, you know, like, how much yeah. of that is like at, you know affecting us right now um i think um social connections is is huge it's a huge um factor in terms of our, our overall well-being there there is loads of research um there's there's a lot of research in positive psychology and also in neuroscience um that is looking into that has been looking into just how important connection with other people and engagement in relationships are for our well-being. And so yeah. um, increasingly, research is showing that in some, um, some communities where people live um, beyond the certain typical ages, like where you get people that are living beyond 90s and beyond the hundreds, and yeah. uh, research is going into those types of communities and finding that the, the, one of the single factors of their mortality rate is actually the quality of their social connections. So, wow. you know, things yeah. like your heart rate, your blood pressure, yeah. even your BMI, like how, how over or underweight you are, which we would think, and even smoking, like we would think those are, those are huge factors towards mortality, like, whether, like how healthy a person is. Um, social connections now is being shown to actually have a higher predictability no way. mortality rate wow. than those things. Absolutely. Then, those things, then even smoking. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Then even smoking. 
And, and so that's what amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yes. Sure. So what research is showing us that, I mean, um, the quality and the, the degree of our social connections um, has such far reaching impacts for our well-being that it, that it impacts our immune system, our immunity. And there's even studies on the go um, to the extent of um, evaluating how our social engagements can actually change our gene expression. So, wow. um, you know, when the Bible wow. talks about us not neglecting gathering together, you know, ultimately, why are we surprised? Because, you know, God has designed us. So he, he, when he talks about these yeah. things in his word, he's saying them for a reason because he knows how he's created us, you know. That's so incredible. I, I, yeah. So I get what you're saying completely about uh, feeling like something's missing, feeling like it's mm. just not okay, you know, um, yeah. reaching to that screen. Because um, we are, we aren't designed for human connection. Um, the area, if you, if you put a person under um, the neurological scans and stuff that we do, um, if you put a person under one of those scans and um, you, you test them out for physical pain and physical injury, it's the same area that lights up as when a person is socially rejected. Wow. So, wow. Um, so it just, that brings so much meaning to the, the scripture about yeah. we're all one body and we're all Absolutely. connected to one. Yeah, that is amazing. So I yeah. think um, it does get tough when we can't um, have those face-to-face -face interactions. And it does get tough, mm. especially if we are people maybe whose love language is physical touch, for example, and quality sure. time. And you can't have those hugs. Um, and you can't see, you know, you can't hold that person's hand, you know, your best friend's hand. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's where it becomes like, you know, a bit more creative. We have to be a bit more creative about using some of the opportunities that we do have. Um, and For I sure. know that perhaps we might get to that later and we can talk about some of those things later on. Um, no, but awesome. yes, I think social engagements are things that we we shouldn't underestimate just how important those are for um, our well-being overall, mentally and our physical body. So we don't look at this whole lockdown thing and think, well, it's just fine. We, you know, we'll still see each other on the screen. There is an element of us actually connecting and touch and being in the same room and all of that, that actually has an effect on our health, uh, whether we realize it or not. Um, and a major effect on our health. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I think the the having the screen you know? is great and mm. having some having some uh, exposure or having you know still being able to do that connection like we are now is yeah. great it's better than nothing yeah. but we do miss that miss the other elements mm. as human beings we are designed yeah. for more than just that screen time. yeah for sure yeah. okay all right so now I a lot of us, myself included, right, we, we often live disconnected from our emotions and what's going on. So we just get on with life. Life is busy. There are demands on us. There's children, there's jobs, there's things to do. And, and so, and then there's, you know, lockdown and COVID-19 all around us. Um, so typically, um, I mean, I think for a lot of us, we, we disconnected from our emotional world and, and, and yet we are in an extremely, emotionally taxing time what are some of the warning signs would you say of of depression or anxiety things that we just actually need to watch out for like just if you could give our congregation just some advice like if you know just hey guys think about this x y z these are mm -hmm. warning signs 
that actually you need to maybe engage or get some help and, and start processing um, your emotional world. Stop ignoring it and actually just bring it into the light and, and process it because yeah. um, we don't want to, we don't want to keep pushing things down and then, you know, we're reacting in anger. We're, we're making wrong decisions. We're, we're getting sick because of anxiety, all these sorts of things. So can you give us some warning signs? Just yeah. if we're going to look after our, be emotionally healthy people. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, so I think even if people are aware of some emotion, like you, you mentioned some now, like anger or frustrations or, or sadness, um, it's a starting off place um, to dig a little bit deeper. So, so that would be great as a starting off place. But if, if people are feeling like they, they're even switched off from that, then there might be other things that you can look at. Um, think because our minds, our emotions and our bodies are all connected, um, we'll have other clues of things that we can, we can look at that might be telling us that we're not okay. Um, so the body, is, is one place to perhaps okay. concentrate, on, concentrate on. Um, so in, in our world, in the medical world, we would call these psychosomatic symptoms. Um, okay. Psycho being your mind and somatic being your body. Like things okay. are not great emotionally, but your body is telling it to you. Your body is trying to send you a message. So gotcha. some of these bodily signals would be sort of like aches and pains. Uh, if I want to call mm, it general okay. aches and pains that maybe um, you might not be, um, might not have like a physical reason for them. Like you didn't have an injury of any kind, but you've got aches and pains like um, joint mm. pain, um, stomach cramps, chest pains, um, tension mm. aches like in your shoulders, headaches, um, yeah. muscle tension, difficulty breathing, just feeling generally fatigued or exhort, uh, exhaustion, um, lethargic. Mm. Um, some people might have sort of like digestion issues or irritable bowel. Or they feel like when they eat certain foods, they, they struggle with their digestive system or even the opposite, mm. like constipation and stuff like that. Um, mm. Sleep disturbances. So feeling like all of a sudden you're not sleeping as well or you're sleeping too much. Or yeah. um, okay. like changes in your appetite. We feel like you're eating more than you would normally, or that you don't really seem to be quite enthusiastic about eating. So those would be some of the like bodily symptoms that you can look for. Um, okay. Sometimes also um, we we would look at maybe cognitive or like mental symptoms. Um, I think if I could classify them or categorize them, it would almost be like a feeling of that you losing your brain power, so to speak like okay. um, not being able to concentrate as well or not sure. being able to remember things, like feeling like you're forgetful, um, not being able mm. to problem solve or make decisions or think logically as you normally would. So feeling like a bit foggy and your brain is not actually operating with as much clarity. Um, wow. That can sometimes happen when you're under uh, stress or depression or anxiety. Um, and then yeah. just feeling like your motivation levels um, to engage in your tasks, even if it's like your daily routine tasks or um, your work-related tasks or your performance decreases, um, that's also a, a good sign. So these would be like mental signs. And then socially, like if you're feeling you're not really um, keen on with engaging with people um, when you mm -hmm. would normally be, or even activities that you would find you were normally interested in or like enthusiastic about, and mm. suddenly you, you don't feel so keen on these things anymore. 
um, and even just maybe an increase in conflicts. If you feel like you're always getting into conflicts with people uh, in your family or with your spouse or uh, with yeah. your colleagues, you know, so, so those would be some things to, to look out for that would be signs um, if you're not aware of your emotions. Um, so bodily yeah. signs, mental signs, and perhaps like social signs, so to speak. Yeah. Look at okay. It. That's good. Okay. So I, as you went through that list, I was like, okay, ticking all of those. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but that is, that is good. Okay. That's so be, be attentive to your body, to anything new that's manifesting, uh, your motivation, confusion, memory, relational conflicts. Are they increasing? That's, that's a really good. So those are good, like, um, warning signs. Like we, okay. Yeah. If I'm, noticing these things in my life um okay i need to i need to start addressing these things and then the next step how do i address them what what do i do do i do i just take this to my quiet time and pray about it what you know <laughs> when is it more than that sure yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean i think th th there's always the step of of getting help like um speaking to somebody be it like within yeah. the context of of where you're at or, or if you feel you're needing more than that like getting professional help that that's good but if you just feel like you just need to start with yourself then um i think um one of the things that neuroscience is showing us more and more these days is that the number one thing that people are um realizing is keeping them most disconnected is actually just being too distracted right um, that's the number one a cause of disconnection is actually distraction. So if we were to think about how we would, we would counter that, it would be actually just making a conscious effort to stop. Be present. <laughs> you know, yeah. to make some time for ourselves. Yeah. So, Good. you know, I, I think that obviously we all are very aware Um, Claudette, I think I lost you there. Be conscious. Yeah. I'm Sorry, there. I think I lost you there for a moment. Can you just 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 we, backtrack about back? just about yeah maybe about twenty seconds there. <laughs> that was it. Just okay. a short little so bit. You were talking yeah. about being distracted and making time like, for yourself. Yeah, making yeah. time. Um, yeah. That. Um, you know, it, it has to be something that you do consciously. So right. whether you decide to do that in the morning or, you know, at lunchtime or in the evening, but actually taking some time to stop um, and to consider like, okay, how did my day go? Um, yeah. How did I, you know, what did I feel in this day? Um, oh, okay. So I got angry there. And sometimes That's just good. stopping to think about your experience um, and then reflecting on it will help you to, to make some connections. So then right. you're engaging with your emotions. You're saying, okay, I got angry there. Um, what just happened before that? Um, yeah. you know, what was I doing? So then you start to make those connections. Okay. That person said that to me, or, um, I got upset because of that reason, you know, that event. Okay. So then you start to so be these. present and, and Absolutely. figure yourself yeah. out and, yeah. and take yeah. note of yourself and yeah, yeah just be yeah. present with yourself. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and we can write some notes well, about these things if you want to, yeah. like, you know, putting it down somewhere, um, mm. 
you know, even having a conversation with some, sometimes um, people um, are more um, extroverted and they, they want to spend time with other people <laughs> and not only just in quiet reflection spaces. So yeah. if you're that kind of person, then just um, making time to connect with someone else, connect with a friend or connect with somebody and just say, Hey, I've, you know, I've been taking these moments to stop and I noticed yeah. like anger seems to be a theme, like it's happening, like happened three times this week. And then in the conversation with somebody else, they might ask you some questions or whatever, and you start to engage or reflect or process yourself in that conversation. Got you. Yeah. Even reading. Sometimes okay. reading a small article um, helps you identify, like in the article that you're reading, you identify things about yourself in what you're reading. So, I mean, these can be all sort of like um, ways in which you can help yourself just to learn more about your emotions. Very good. Very good. Okay. And obviously, I'm, I mean, it probably goes without saying that if all those kind of symptoms, whether it's psychosomatic or social, whatever, um, if they're severe, I mean, obviously, immediately seek help, you know, just yeah. Um, yeah. book an appointment with Claudette people and, <laughs> and go sit down and... Uh, and, and process, you know, with a professional and, and help them to figure out, help you to figure out your world. Yeah. So, okay, Claudette, moving on, I wanted to ask you, like, you believe in quite a holistic, I mean, I, I look at a number of articles that you post and stuff on social media. You, you look at very much a holistic approach to dealing with mental health. And um, I wanted to ask, like, what can you share with us just for this time in terms of diet, exercise, meditation, just any sort of nuggets that you would recommend that we just build into our lives so that we can help um, be emotionally stable and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, I think at the beginning of lockdown, one of the things that was most concerning to me about the people that I was engaging with is that other people were taking um, this whole kind of stance of um, this is going to be like my, my whole transformation process. I'm going to like redo myself. <laughs> they had all of these, these well-intentioned um, transformation processes they were going to engage in. Um, which, sure. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good intention, but sometimes can be like a bit too much at once. Yeah. And then yeah. other people were seeing it as, well, I'm just going to see this as a holiday and a vacation. I'm just going to like let loose and relax and enjoy myself. And I think now, like you said, so many kind of months in, um, hearing this phrase being thrown around, this new normal, and I think yes. everybody's frustrated by that, thinking like, you know, what is normal about this? It's all like, yeah, like there's nothing, this is not you know, normal at This all. is not normal. And what is this yeah. normal? You know, so, um, so the one thing that I can say to start off with maybe is that I think um, if you have, for whatever reason, um, lost a sense of your routine, I know routine can be sort of a word that repels some people, um, and some people are very attracted to that word, routine. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, we, because we're talking about the subject of mental health and our well-being, yeah. Um, yeah. I think sometimes we can really not um, realize just how important routine is for us. Good. Um, yeah. So I know many people have kind of lost that by the wayside, especially if you're if you're not sending your kids to school or your kids are online schooling, or if you're yeah. not having to report into the office every day. I know there's been like really hilarious um, 
videos flying around about people and uh, like only brushing their hair just before their Zoom meetings and stuff like that. It's been funny, yeah. you know, it's like taking the mickey out of things. But I think for some people, they identify with it because it's true, you know, like you're having yeah. your meetings in your pajamas and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. um, and so in many ways, we can kind of like lose a sense of some of our, our engagement by these disciplines. Um, and I think wow. if, if I can say anything about routine, um, that our, our brain and our body requires it, you know, um, it's like, just because wow. things on the outside world have changed, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden our brain now knows how to deal with lockdown. You know, it doesn't, if you've been sleeping at a certain yeah. time for so many years, and now all of a sudden you're on lockdown for three months and you've discovered a new Netflix series, your brain doesn't, it's not a respecter of that. It still needs that amount of sleep, you know? So um, simple sure. routines like okay. that, I think are so important um, that we get back. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should be regimental um, or completely rigid in what we do, yeah. but some sort of um, wake up time and getting to bedtime and is important, particularly when it comes to our sleep, because we really undermine how vital sleep is for our emotional and mental functioning. Um, that is so, so that good. Be, you know, when, when lockdown thing, started, yeah. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was like so happy that I could preach in my, in my board shorts because uh, no one could see my short. I could, they would just be seeing my, uh, my shirt on the top, you know? And, uh, and, and that's kind of how I was rolling in, in lockdown for the first bit, you know, just, just keeping the top looking all right and uh after a little while i actually started it's i started to notice that um i i, I wanted to go back to actually you know what i'm gonna get up in my day i'm gonna shower i'm gonna get dressed for the day i'm not gonna see anybody other than on a zoom call and all they're gonna see is my face and but i want i i, I started i felt started craving just that sense yeah. of um, of a boundary, you know, to yeah. say, no, I get yeah. up and this is how I do my day. And, yeah. and that's what you're talking about. It's that bra yeah. your brain craves that routine, that, that sense of boundaries. Yeah. Like this is home time. This is work time. This is exercise yeah. time. And when we have those boundaries in place, it actually helps our, our, yes. our brain yeah. to cope yeah. and, and be more healthy. Okay. Imagine traveling on the N3 to Johannesburg and there was no, barriers on the side of the freeway and you're just like yeah. driving in your car i mean you know. sure so More signage in, in, yeah yeah in yeah. our in our journey in life we do need those those structures they help keep us on track so i'm um, talking about you know diet and exercise and all of these things is important if we understand uh, that at the end of the day it fits into kind of what our body and our brain requires for it to kind of function to the best so that it can serve us you know, in the best yeah. way, way possible. I've heard some um, people saying that they, yeah. they're actually working more now than they used yeah. to work because the yeah. office is now at home and they're just, yeah. they're doing Zooms till late at night. There's, and that's, that's really like a violation of boundaries. And that is a, that is, that's like a clear sign that we, we need to take back some control Yes. Um, because we can't actually yeah. sustain a lifestyle like that where the, where the boundaries are not there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I've been encouraging my, um, my patients, you know, who have been working from home to still take their lunch break and still 
right. you know, take Good. your lunch and go outside. You know, my kids online school. So I've been giving them their, their lunch on the outside table. So like you will get off the computer and you'll come and sit outside and eat your lunch and, you know, still try and do PE and art and yeah, this kind of thing, even if it's to the extent that, that, that we can, you know, um, what, whatever needs to be added to the school curriculum. Um, so if you, if you were at home to be able to still give yourself a starting off time and an ending off time um, mm. and be working and, you know, those kind of things. Um, so I know you asked like specific questions about, um, I just wanted to pick on what you said earlier about at some point your board shorts just became, you know, something that frustrated you. And I think, I think it speaks to the fact that at the end of the day, we all, we all just seek to feel purposeful. We, we seek to feel yeah. like we have some purpose and some meaning. Um, yeah, and not that we're our going clothing, to something. Yeah. Like not that our clothing matters to that extent, but it, it does make us feel like, you know we, we are consciously purposely engaging in something going to work um, going to my purpose yeah, yeah. absolutely okay. you know yeah. um i'm dressing up and i'm showing up you know kind of thing yeah <laughs> regardless <laughs> helps um, you get your head in the game yeah 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 did you want me to okay. give some um, a few specifics about diet and exercise and yeah um, maybe just, they, uh, just one or some two nuggets yeah, yeah one or two yeah. things as, yeah Okay, Go so um, yeah, so I think um, you know there's there's a lot of information out there, and people can do a lot. Um, there's so much we can do, and I think once you have information, you will realize just how much you can do to help yourself. But if I can sure. share some basics on diet, is that um, there are certain foods and certain ingredients in foods that can overstimulate your brain, and then it can cause your anxiety to increase. Um, yes, coffee. If you are prone to prone to anxiety yeah coffee being one of them other things yeah. like high sugary foods as well um okay. and then there are other foods that you can do the opposite where they can really help you increase um, neurotransmitters in your brain so they can help you with that feel good they can help you to increase serotonin and all of those uh, brain chemicals that help us feel good so um, they have ingredients in them that help us to make more of these chemicals in, in our body. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people think about brain chemicals and the happy mood as being stored inside our brain, but we don't realize that 60% of these chemicals are actually made in our gut. Oh, wow. That's so, what I thought. Yes. Yes. Sure. So, so, so what so you put in determines there. mood food exactly. is for real. It really exactly. is mood, mood food. Is for real. <laughs> Um, okay. So when you hear, so when you hear people like me asking what's at the end of your fork, yeah. we're serious about asking you what's at the end of your fork, you know, not, that's good. Not, yeah. Um, that you can be helping yourself or, you know, a simple thing like avocados, you know, they have yeah. something in them called tryptophan, which is a basic building block for serotonin, which is the happy chemical in your brain. So, and there's right. loads of other foods like that. So it just means just researching a little bit and seeing um, okay. Exercise. Um, so many people know, I think it's common knowledge to many people that exercise kind of boosts your mood and gives you like a dopamine fix. Dolphins. Feel good. Yes. Yeah. That's the feel good chemical, the dopamine side. Um, but I think what maybe um, is not as well known is how much exercise actually changes the neural 
pathways in your brain. So um, our brain is a plastic organ. It can change. It can right. rewire itself under certain conditions. Sure. And exercise, exercise is one of those conditions. So okay. um, you can improve your memory. You can improve your concentration. You can improve your learning capacity um, by exercise. I mean, there's great research that has been done on people like while they're on an exercise bike and attached to yeah. those scans, those brain scans I was telling you about earlier and to see yeah. what happens in your brain while you kind of cycling on a bicycle. So yeah, there's loads. Um, you know, it just doesn't make you feel good. It actually changes the way you think, um, the way wow. you process, the way you can concentrate. So, um, you know, there's, there's, Brilliant. there's great stuff there. Yeah. Okay, so this is really the time. This is the time we got to watch stuff like that. We got to look at what's at yeah. the end of our fork. We got to look for mood yeah. foods because I think when motivation, I find this when motivation decreases, um, typically I I get lazy with food, and you go for whatever is high sugar and whatever is quickly available fast food. You know, that's not necessarily mood, and then actually you're perpetuating a vicious, a vicious cycle. Yes. You're looking for, and it's giving you a quick high, but it's not giving you a sustainable, healthy high, which yeah. is actually what we're looking for. So, yeah. so this is the time, so no matter how lazy absolutely. we feel with food, we've got to actually put in a little bit of extra effort and like put those boundaries in place, create a bit of a routine and work at a particular time, work out, go exercise, come back, eat healthy. Yeah. I mean, High pressure times I think, require. I think with exercise yeah. also, you know, um, it, it just needs to be movement. It doesn't need to be that you have to gym or right. it, it has just has to be movement and it has to be movement that's fun that you enjoy. So right. it can be dancing, putting on some <laughs> you know, great music and dancing. It could be sure. um, skateboarding with your kids. It could be hula hooping. Yeah. It could be anything, you know, any movement that you find fun and enjoyable, but that gets you moving. You know, any movement. That's so good. Um, I love that. Because typically a lot of us think about exercises. Oh, I have to do yeah. this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, choose something that's fun. Yeah. Do that. A lot of the yeah. evidence on exercise shows that if it's not fun for you and if it's not something that you find personally rewarding, it's very hard to sustain. So it has to be yes. something that you enjoy as a person. Yeah, actually, That's what makes it brilliant. 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 Cool. Claudette, this is so good. This has been such a great conversation. Just putting the, the spotlight on mental health and yeah, I just appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and seeing all your clients and everything just to give us some, some good nuggets here. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for always being available for Trish and I and, and our congregation. And uh, we really appreciate you and all that you're doing to keep a healthy, healthy city. Yeah. You're most welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been great to chat again. Always enjoy it. Always chatting Brilliant. with you, Trish. It's lovely. Great, Claudette. All right. We're going to end Thanks, there. We're going to wrap. Do you want to give a, a closing thoughts or closing any remark or fun line? Yeah, or anything? I think um, maybe, maybe considering I started off with talking about um, the fact that we need predictability in life and that it's mm. about control and our sense of trust. Maybe, maybe we can end on that. And I know that seeing that this is going to go mm. out to the church congregation um, Maybe if there's one thing I can say, I think the difference for us being um, in the body of Christ um, is that maybe unlike 
so many people who are in stress and in depression and anxious because they're looking to themselves for their own solutions. You know, they're looking to their own finances and their Great. own plans and their own um, resources for, for their answers. I think we have so much of a reassurance um, that our life oh, is not on, in okay. our own hands, you know, and that we, we don't have to yeah. worry about not being in control um, because if we know God is, you know, so yeah. I think it just um, in this moment in time, it helps us draw even closer to some of those truths um, that we all do know. And even in practices, like we spoke about earlier, even in our practices, like our meditations, just spending yeah. time on those kind of scriptures that remind us that um, our, our trust just needs to be in Christ um, that yeah. he does know the end from the beginning, that he has plans for us and that he has good plans for us, for sure. our future and a hope. We all know that. And when the anxiety comes, that we take those meditations and remind mm. ourselves uh, of that. And it doesn't mean that we won't have the emotions and it doesn't mean that we won't go through the anxiety and we, we don't feel those, those sad moments and those stressful moments. But I think sure. um, we, we can be so grateful that we have this extra reassurance knowing that God our Father is in control. Um, yeah. And we can rest, rest in that. Um, we've got, a, we've got, so, we got so much there yeah. that we, you know, yeah. available to us in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. so make use of them. Be, yeah, I like absolutely. the way you said that. Come closer to those truths. Get, get yes. closer to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. This and is a time if, for that. Yeah. And even if it's through um, the worship songs that we play, I mean, I know I've, I've kind of been playing some of them and kind of pay, being paying even more conscious attention, you know, to uh, Waymaker and, you know, yeah. singing those with a lot more conscious awareness now of uh, what, how meaningful that is into my space now, you know. Brilliant. And music yeah. is just so great because it's, it's right brained and it's very relaxing and helps with the de-stressing too. So we can mm. bring all these extra tools that we have from a spiritual perspective into our lives too that, that just add to our mental well-being. It adds to our emotional well-being too. So, yeah. Brilliant. Claudette, you've given us so much there, man. That is really really good make time for yourself um create routines look at diets look at exercise that's fun um and then spiritual practices and what how rich they are for helping us um cope with whatever we're going through right now whether it's meditation or worship or or pondering the scriptures and getting close to the truth of you know, we always say we trust God, but now's the time to like really mm. settle that into our hearts. That is mm. beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. That is some great nuggets there. And I hope you guys were all encouraged by that. Claudette, I hope to see you again soon. Yes, likewise. God Take bless. Care, in person. Okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yes, my cat is available. <laughs> great. <laughs> awesome, Claudette. Take Keep care. Fun.